Hello and welcome to the Much More Podcast, the podcast that aims to help you be more, to be able to reach your fullest potential and then to be able to give more in terms of that potential. I am your host, Mark Miller, and I'm excited to bring you this one. Let's get into it. There we go, my man. I'm so excited for this one, guys. Like, you cannot believe it. This has been something that I've been, oh, man, having in a bit of the pipelines, and I'm so fortunate to have our guest with us here. He is the founder of the CLS Experience. I'm sure that some of you have already heard about him, mentioned him in a few of my podcasts before. He is my mentor, my coach, and also somebody that I'm starting to call a very dear friend. He is a guru when it comes to your mindset. Like, he has helped me out so much through all the things that I've been going through, just keeping myself level on so many different levels. My man, Mr. Craig Siegel, thank you so much for joining me. Um, how are you doing? How's it in the US of A? How are you? Yeah. First of all, what an introduction. It might be top three of all time that I got. I appreciate all of it. You know how much love and respect I have for you, Marky. Working with you the last couple of months has been so much fun. So many breakthroughs and all the things you just said. It's more than a business relationship. You're a dear friend of mine. And I'll have your back until my very last breath. And I know we've been having this on the calendar for quite some time. It's finally here. We're going to manufacture a ton of magic together. You have my word in regards to what it's like in the U.S. Things are starting to come back. There's an energy. There's a pulse again. But now they're talking about this new Delta variant in the news. But it is mm -hmm. what it is. I kind of blocked that stuff out. And I'm ready to rock and create some magic with you right now. That's awesome. And I kind of love that you're saying that, right? Like there's always this undertone of what COVID is, right? Like this Delta variants and all these different variants. Man, I can't even really keep my head on the things that is going on. Especially in South Africa, I come from very two different worlds right now, Craig, let me tell you. Uh, the first part of that was coming from Singapore where the numbers are relatively low. Unfortunately, right now they are seeing a bit of an increase. South Africa, the numbers are quite a lot substantially higher. And, and what I've realized is that there, there comes a point where we've actually got to, uh, we've stop talking about COVID, if that makes sense. There comes a point where we've got to start moving on and getting our mindset onto onto a different point. It doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge it. It's something that we still have to be aware of and there are still people affected, but we can't constantly be going back to that because I don't think it's good for our psyche. I don't think it's good for our minds. We have to start focusing on the positive and that's exactly what we're going to be doing here. We're going to be bringing some more positive magic into it. And I've mentioned it to you before, is looking at a bit of how light can come from darkness and that's kind of the theme that we'll be talking about. Thanks for that. Thanks for that introduction to mindset. Like I said, my, my friend is here is the mindset guru, the energetic enigma himself. Uh, <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, just, just speak me through a little bit of your mindset that it's, that it's been through going and creating CLS so what, over a year ago. I saw your video on Instagram. Uh, for those of you who want to follow Craig, you, you need to definitely go do that at CLS Experience. He's, he's had a video, it was, it was quite touching, but just tell me about your mindset. Tell us a little bit more about that journey of what it was like to start this and, and where it's been coming from, yeah? Yeah, so a little over a year ago on the start of the pandemic, I'm a business owner in Manhattan, as the world can imagine, on Wall Street and so forth, it's go, go, go. Especially if you run your own business, so to speak. So if you're not going 300 miles an hour, you're getting run over. So I haven't really had a moment to kind of reassess the last few years. I was kind of stuck in this little rat race. And look, I'm very grateful that I had a business and it was making money and so forth. But the truth of the matter yeah. is, to say I was unfulfilled is a giant understatement. I was uninspired. I wasn't having any fun. And mm. I was even miserable, for lack of better words. So last March 2020, I shut down my office for what I thought was going to be two weeks. 
here's what I knew. I knew I had at least two weeks to put myself in a different frequency so I could kind of tap into to see if there's other stuff out there for me. I just personally felt, me personally, that I was destined for more. And even though I've had financial success and so forth, and I left a mark on certain people and family, I was not making a dent in the universe. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I looked myself in the mirror and I asked those tough questions. Am I really happy? The answer is no. And so, and even just going backwards a little bit, I got into running a couple of years back and I was running all these marathons, but now, cause you can only connect the dots looking backwards. I was doing that mark because I was using all my built up energy with the running circuit as an outlet. I was never mm -hmm. going to be a professional runner. I love running. Yeah. It's going to be part of me forever, but that was an outlet. I have all this access energy that I want to put to something that I love. And so coming back full circle now, when I put myself in that frequency, I started to journal. I started to ask myself, what do I love? Like what sets my soul on fire? And the honest answer is, is I've been obsessed with personal development for the last 10 years. Ever mm -hmm. since I got to Wall Street, and I started studying the mind and understanding how to reprogram your thoughts and thus your feelings and your behaviors and changing what you associate pain and pleasure to being able to cultivate confidence on command and so forth. Mm -hmm. I always loved this stuff. I would sharpen the ax journal for years to help me in business, relationships, marathons. But then I said to myself, what if it's more than that? What if it's actually my purpose? Literally the next day on a run in Central Park, I pulled over. I thought of the name for my business, Cultivate Lasting Symphony. I bought the domain. It's also a play on my initial CLS. And I started thinking three years out, what does this thing look like? How many people can we help? How does, what are the logistics of it and so forth? And so I wanted to be the biggest thing the world's ever seen, the face of transformation, bigger than Tony Robbins, not selfishly for Craig, but just to help as many people as we can. I started reverse engineering it, putting out content, and obviously launching coaching programs, selling out back-to-back, -back, masterminds, the podcast, 10,000 downloads in the first few days. Now we have a quarter million. And obviously now the Magic. speaking engagement and so forth. So it's been a meteoric rise but there's been a ton of strategy behind it. And the whole moral of this story is just to come full circle is when you find what you absolutely love and set your soul on fire, it doesn't feel like work. I know that's cliche, but every single day people are like, how are you so energetic? It's because I'm living inside my vision. I'm obsessed with this stuff. And every day I'm excited about more and more development. Man, that's awesome. I love that. And, uh, yeah, dude, like I find something that you said there is, is that uh, CLS is part of your initials, right? And much more is part of my initials. I'm Mark that I find it like that was part of the reasoning. That's just a little bit of a oh, side. I didn't know that. That's yeah, great. yeah. So that's, yeah. So like, well, that's quite an interesting parallel that we have there. Yeah. So that was that. part and parcel of why I was doing that, right? Um, but yeah, man, I, lo I love the fact that you're starting to find your purpose, right? And like cultivating your purpose and working on that. And man, purpose is something that, okay, so I'm 30 years young, right? So purpose is something that I've been looking at since I was supposed about 20 is like, what am I here for? Right. Um, and as you know, I'm a Christian. I believe that God has put something on my heart to help people through the struggle and hurt that I've gone through. Right. Like I had my brother pass away um, when I was 15 years old and man, that whole, that whole moment just changes your life. And I felt like I lost the element of my childhood, but I felt like God telling me there's going to be something so much bigger coming out of this. And it was through, it was through an element of hurt that I started finding my purpose. I went into ministry thinking that was the way that God was gonna, was gonna take me. And as I was moving through ministry, I felt like God saying, look, I want you to go study psychology. And it led me down this personal development path when I was about 20, 21. And 
over the last nine years, I've been like, I just want to help people be more. Hence why much more, right? Is I just want to help people be more than what they already are to get through that hurt, to get through that pain, to get through that cycle. And I find my purpose through that. And I think there was an element where you also were starting to look at your purpose. But how would you encourage those who are listening to this to start finding a bigger purpose for themselves, start finding themselves in that direction that they can point to? How do we guide people towards that from your perspective? Yeah, it's a phenomenal question. And I think the more people you serve, like the richer you'll become anyway, so forth. And so it, it's so true. And thank you for sharing your story and being vulnerable and pulling back the current. And it reminds me of Bethany Hamilton, who's part of my program, as you know, and I just had her on the podcast. You know, when I talked to her, the incident where the shark bit her arm off, it, it was obviously very tragic, but it also created a whole new path for her where she can now make a much larger impact on this world because of the pain she went through. And when you were just speaking, it kind of reminded me of, of that when you spoke about your brother passing and that obviously happened for a reason for you, that pain that you went through is now going to catapult you to do something really special and impact millions of lives. Whereas if that pain wasn't there, maybe it wouldn't have happened. So yeah, that being said, in, in regards to, you know, finding your gifts and so forth, it comes down to journaling and just knowing in your soul, like, what are you really good at? Like, forget about money. Like if you had a billion dollars in the bank, like if you had to teach someone something, what would you teach? Like, what do you, what do you excel at? What do you have the ability to help people with and so forth? And so for me, it was pretty obvious. Like I, I whenever I encounter someone, I take pride in that person leaving mm -hmm. the encounter with an elevated state. They want to Love take it. inspired action. Even if I'm speaking to the guy at the deli or the doorman at my apartment building, anybody, I want them to feel elevated and so forth. So for anyone out there that's looking to share their gifts with the world, what mm -hmm. is it that you're good at? What are yeah. your gifts? Everybody has something. So those exactly. of you that are unsure and you don't think you have any gifts, trust me, that's just a story that you're telling yourself in your head and we can remove that story and replace it with a new one. You're good at something. Let's identify what it is and then we can go from there. Yeah, that's magic. And I think that's I think that's true. We always have stories, right? We always find reasons why not to move forward, why we should just stay stuck. And it's it's hard to overcome that. Like that's a really difficult thing to do. I still fall in trap of that. Like and that's hence why I reached out to you. And it's because I was at a point where I was stuck and I was like, Hey, I need somebody just to kick my rear into gear pretty much and and you did that with such like you were stern but also with grace the way you handled like man like yeah anybody if, if you guys want a mindset change craigs equals your man that's for sure and yeah it's it's just getting through that that barrier and we'll always hit like a mental block there's always going to be something at some point somewhere and we can always find an excuse we can always find a reason to just decide our comfort zone is where we want to stay and um, I truly believe a comfort zone is okay if you need to rest. But outside of that, if you don't want to rest and you want to make movement, you got to get out of your comfort zone. And I, and I think just knowing your story, the, the amount of times that you've stepped out of your comfort zone, I mean, this past weekend, I'm sure on so many levels, you stepped out of your comfort zone. I mean, I think to, to get ourselves to a point where we grow into our calling, where we grow into our purpose, we have to start knowing ourselves. And that's something that you touched on. Um, but knowing ourselves like... I've heard a lot of people oh, just sit with yourself and get to know yourself, but it's it's a very difficult thing to do is for us to get on to really know ourselves, to get us to a point of like, okay, this is what I really like. This is what drives my soul. 
But I think one of the biggest practices that I've had to do is, is learn to sit and meditate and spend time with myself and God. And when I first did that, it was one of the most unusual experiences because, man, I'm not somebody who really likes silence. I'm always the one who breaks the silence off in the room. I like to sit with myself and my own thoughts. You just like, it's just uncomfortable. But I think, I think there is a practice and repetition. And I've always said that boring works, right? Like we've got to do the boring things to be able to work and, and move forward. Um, but I want to ask you outside of just sitting and meditating, what has been the biggest way that you've gotten to know yourself? throughout your whole journey, throughout out your years on, on this earth? So many things, Mark. You're just sharpening the ax, journaling, getting ideas from different situations, whether it be a movie, a book, a show, mm -hmm. a song, getting messages. But also, like you touched upon earlier, stepping out of my comfort zone is the most exhilarating and productive thing I can ever do. And I see so many people afraid to take action because they live with fear and doubt. They fear what will happen if they don't succeed. Right? They fear that people will look at them differently if they fail and they doubt their abilities and so forth. And I think the comfort kills. I think that the enemy of progress is comfort. If you want to live a mediocre life and not do anything grand or leave a dent in the universe and kind of just come and go, it's totally fine. No one's judging you. But so if that's the case, stay in your comfort zone, right? But if yeah. you want to do something extraordinary, if you want people to remember your name hundreds of years from now, for your kids to have a legacy and so forth, you have to stretch yourself out of what's comfortable. And also, like this is one thing I learned, like you have to surround yourself with people that are doing good, big, epic things that inspire mm -hmm. you, that you can learn from. If you're not scared of the room you're in, then you should be scared because that means you're well, not that. around juggernauts. That can, can you just say that again? Just say that part again. I think people need to actually already hear that. If you're not scared of the room, and let's take it from there. I, I loved what you said there. If you're not if scared you're not of the room, yeah. of the room that you're in, then you should be scared. Yeah. Because that means you're not stretching yourself and you're not surrounding yourself with people that are doing epic things that make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Like I, I love that. It's the same thing. It's like, this is a weird analogy, but approaching a pretty girl at the bar or, you know, yeah. signing up for a marathon or making a video and content, putting it on social media. Like these can all be intimidating things, but mm -hmm. who cares? When like 100%. after intimidating, once you push through, there's always a reward. You always feel better. I don't know about the audience, but I'm pretty sure they'd agree. Mm -hmm. The biggest regret is not taking a swing and striking out. The biggest regret is not even taking that swing and then saying, I should have done this or I should have done that. That's what's worse. So stretch yourself, put yourself out of the comfort zones, and then you'll start to really find out what you're made of. 100%. Uh, man, I couldn't, like, I couldn't actually add too much to that because you just nailed it on the head. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It's as simple as that, right? Like, right. Uh, so I've always said two things, right? Like, I'm, I'm like, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So I need to put the work and I need to put, put those hours in. I need to make it happen, right? But there's also an element where people are going to come alongside you. There's an element where community is going to, is going to have an impact on what you're doing. And that comes down to what you were saying about being in the right room with the right people, right? And it's developing that community. And, and that gives me quite a good segue of, of what we're going to be speaking on to is, is looking at community and how community can bring light out of darkness. 
as I mentioned to you earlier about what was happening in South Africa, and for those of you who don't really know the situation, there has been a few violent riots, a few violent protests that have been taking place with looting, gunshots, and just really it was just a messy, messy situation. But one of the things that I've seen that makes me so proud to be South African, right, is the way that community has come together, the way that people around you. So you have your, your, your initial community, you have those people that are your strengths, your pillars, those that will pick you up and elevate you. But then you also have the community at large who can show love in a time of crisis, who can be the people. And, and I've just realized that everybody has got so much good in them to give. I, I'm fortunate enough that I live in a farming community and the farmers would provide us milk and eggs and just the things that they had because all our shops have been burned down. 126 Mills Creek was burned down over the last week. That's people in smaller rural communities that no longer have food or place to buy food because it was burnt on. Not only was it looted, gone. And it's just, it's just sad. Like you, you see these people already in impoverished communities are struggling and then these kind of things happen. But then the communities around it have been bringing food in, have been fixing, rebuilding. The amount of cleaning, like I didn't even realize that looting and rioting could cause such a mess. People coming in with the communities and coming out to clean and it's just out of that, there can be so much good that comes from a dark situation and then that's looking at community. And I want to ask you, your community, right? Like I know there's been different communities and you come from a very different part of the world. We don't have to get into too much, but your community, what is the biggest thing that your community has done for you? And what does it mean for you to be part of a holistic community, a community that builds you up? Yeah, in regards to CLS, do you mean? Yeah, in regards to CLS, the way that it's been growing up and the people around you, right? Like. There's different ways of elevation. I'm talking there on a really big scale, but also from CLS. Like let's look at let's look at the micro before we look at the macro, right? So um, yeah, so yeah. the CLS community, I believe, is the best community on the planet. They're so loyal and engaging. Like every time I post something or every video that I make, like they're there. They love. They support, and and we hit them back, right? Like we we mm -hmm. support them and so forth. It's just such a special bond and a relationship. And I think everybody knows that with good intention we just want to see everyone succeed everyone fly everyone revamp their mindset anyone that's willing to buy in can revamp their perspective they could change the course of their life and so forth and so it's been so special to build the cls community and look i can only go so far as a one-man show and i'll be the first yes. to acknowledge i am not a one-man show i'm not a self-made man i have my assistant jessica i have alexandra on my team i have a huge team and so forth and and obviously the community and the support and the clients and everyone, it's just such a beautiful thing to see. And I think that's also one of the reasons why it continues to grow rapidly and everyone gravitates towards it because everybody that I surround myself with are like-minded individuals that all just want good and to fly and to help people. So the power of community is real, my friend. It's very real and it's mm -hmm. very impactful as we continue to grow. And I, I think that's something that's quite important is to surround yourself with like-minded people. The fact that you, you touched on that because, man, you, I firmly believe that you do become the people you surround yourself with, right? Exactly. I would have had a very different worldview if I just stayed in South Africa and I didn't build a community on, on the larger side um, in Singapore. And I, I was introduced to a community called Narnia. And these are like like-minded people that just, just want to go out and show love to one another. If somebody is struggling with something, 
they go out and they help them with that, right? And I posed a question to some of my um, some of my followers on on Instagram, just asking, just telling them about what was happening with communities in South Africa. A lot of them were concerned about where I am. Um, some people were reading into it, and I was just speaking like, generally, I'm okay. Like we got together, we had a band of brothers that help protect your community, and you go out there and you kind of feel like this weird bond, right? When you're in the cold, and then. And then as people are coming together, I'm like, no, but I'm safe. And then I was just asking my general community, like, what has community done for you? Because it's really the community that has kept me sane. It's the people around me, like-minded people that can really just help you steer your own ship. And man, I've got a few like amazing stories of where people are like, well, I was in debt and someone bailed out my debt. And I was like, how awesome is that? Like you really get the right people around you. Like they can, people, people. People want to show love, right? And and that's something that I think the world needs to start doing really and really getting into showing kindness and love. I do believe those two things are superpowers. I think it's something that you definitely tap into is showing kindness and, and just love for people around you, right? And that's why you do what you do. And listen, there's always going to be a bad apple, right? Like there's always going to be someone that just doesn't get it or yep. is what they are. Like they do what they do and they don't, they, they can't even see that there's a certain way, but you can't change the world, so to speak. Like you have to just change as many people as you can that are willing to buy in and to listen. And that's what we try to do is project kindness, be be kind to our future selves, right? As we exactly. talked about Dave likes to say, yeah, so yeah. Forth, you just do what you can control. And I, and that's something that I want to come back on back to, right? Is is looking at the things that we can control. Um, and we'll talk into that because I think that's kind of what I want to leave my, this audience with is is looking at the things that you can control because the world is a, a weird and wacky place at the moment. <laughs> like the whole world, everybody has something. Everybody has something that they're going through. We're not we're not immune to those things. I, I'm sure there are things that you, Craig, on a personal level, are going through. There's things that I, on a personal level, I'm going through. Um, and our mindset is like one of the strongest tools that we have. Me being a mental wellness coach and you being a mindset coach, it's very much aligned, is working on having a healthy mind because without a healthy mind, you're not going to be productive. You move from your healthy mind to a healthy body and also sometimes vice versa. Sometimes it just works to work on your body first if it's really tough to get your mind in place and you'll see the shift happen. And I know that's something that you can relate to, man. Like you're coming off from a point of running marathons and it's something that started changing your mindset and it's, it's where you felt like your calling and your purpose come out of was, was through, yeah. through running. Right. And I'm like, that is, and that's magic. Like it, it's just great. I love your story. I think it's, it's going to help a lot of people and it really is. So yeah, but, Thank but you. just backtrack. Yeah, man, just backtracking, backtracking a bit. I think looking at community and stuff that's pulled you through, let, let's now look at kind of the internal, like what it is about our mindset and moving forward. Right. I know that a lot of people, especially a few of my listeners, predominantly being South African, people are asking a lot of questions. So I've got to bring it in context. And then also around the world with what is happening, and we've got to acknowledge COVID, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, we've got to acknowledge it. Uh, but there's a point where we've got to move on. I think coming from you, especially you being in this field for as long as you have been, um, something they've been working on for the last 10 years, is how do we help people see through the fog? What is like one of the biggest things that we can help people see through something that they feel like is probably going to last for forever, even though these things don't. But I feel like I don't want to be to somebody that just says it's not going to last forever, therefore just get past it. Like, I don't think that works. I think that is a very different message. How do we bring people to, to that point where they can be like, okay, there is, it's fog and it will rise. Like, how do we get people to actually work through that? 
it's simple, but it's not easy. What do I mean? Okay. The most dynamic people in the world are the ones that can dictate their inner experience. If you want to change the visible, you have to first change the invisible up here, your mm -hmm. mindset. And I, I use an analogy from a very popular movie called The Matrix, which most people are familiar with. Now, I guess it's like, yeah. he becomes unplugged from The Matrix, Neo, Keanu Reeves, and then he sees everything from a different light and there's nothing he can't do. Everyone else is plugged into the matrix and they're just going around like this, right? Yeah. In, in like a circle and like just going about their day on a hamster wheel and so forth. Once you unplug yourself from the matrix, you start to see things from a different light. You realize that where there were once limitations, now there's possibilities, now there's opportunities and so forth. And so you have to get your mind right. You have to start to change what you would associate pain and pleasure to. Something as simple as someone that wants to get fit, but they mm -hmm. keep eating treats or a bag of Doritos every night because subconsciously they associate pleasure to that that's why they keep doing it yep. I, I challenge you to associate that bag of doritos or that treat or that cheat meal associate it to pain or even make mm -hmm. it very real associate that to death and then wow. on the flip side associate avoiding stuff that don't serve you to pleasure so what people don't realize and it changes everything for them once they do once i help revamp their mindsets and you can attest to this is all of a sudden, your entire world changes because you look at it from a different perspective. And perspective is everything. Certain, yeah. Like two different people can go on the same exact trip and have the same exact experiences. One person could have not had fun and the other person could have had a groundbreaking experience because they yeah. fought in, they learned, they absorbed, and they had so much fun. So that's what it's all about is changing your perspective and unplugging yourself from the matrix, so to speak, and dictating your inner experience. And Stay away from all the negativity and the, the negative drama or the stuff that just doesn't serve you. Because, again, not to sound too cliche, but we get one shot at this thing called life. Like we don't get mm. a rerun. There's no sequel, so to speak. You got to make every second count. And that means blocking out things that don't serve you and focusing on the things that you can control, like your mindset and your attitude towards things. That's probably one of the most profound things. Just being said, yeah, is looking at your perspective and looking at what meaning we assign to situations. I think sometimes we add way too much meaning to something that doesn't need all that meaning. For instance, very stupid analogy, but someone could like go and stump their toe and then they ruin their whole day just because they stumped their toe. That's just one minor thing. It's not the be all and end all, right? But there's some people that be like, oh, my day started out so badly because I stole my toe. I've heard people say that. I'm like, really? You let your whole day be dictated about by a toe stump? All it is, you stumped your toe. It's it's momentary pain, but you just let it carry you, right? And like to, to make that into a larger scale, like I don't want to take away from what people are going through. I don't know what everybody is going through and I, and I empathize and I sympathize. I wholeheartedly do. But sometimes you've just got to ask yourself and you will know, anybody who's listening to this, they will know when they're assigning too much meaning. What is the inverse? And I love that you were saying that change your perspective, right? Like associate something else to the meaning that you're assigning. Just be like, I stumped my toe, but be grateful that you can feel pain, right? Like, I know that's a weird, like, mind shift, but to be like some people, you know, people, for instance, leprosy, they can't feel pain. So be grateful that it's you can feel a, pain. a phenomenal, phenomenal analogy, and I love that you said that, buddy. It's so true. Yeah. Like, once you put yourself in a state of gratitude, everything shifts, and that's yep. all about perspective. And, and I've, I've heard the analogy before, someone subs it tall, then someone delivers their food wrong, and their Uber's mm -hmm. late, and exactly. not. But I never heard it phrased the way you just articulated it, and I really dig that, and I appreciate it. 
be grateful that you can feel a little bit of momentarily pain on your foot. Yeah. Changes everything. And I love that you said that. And going forward, it's something that anybody can apply in any situation. And, and I love that. Like, I, I think it is gratitude. Like, and I've heard there's thousands of coaches that say that you've got to be grateful, right? And it's it's something that it's hard to it's hard to put in practice but i think it's for for me where i've learned to become more and more grateful because there's a lot of things that like that suck like i acknowledge that sometimes life does suck like there's moments but how you start practicing gratitude is on the small things i love coffee right i mean this has been sitting here now for the last like 20 or so minutes i haven't had a sip of it but i know it's yeah and even though it's like lukewarm i'm still gonna be like i love the flavor of that coffee it's something that i enjoy in my afternoon right um and like this conversation, I am grateful for this conversation. It makes my day. Like no matter all the kind of hardships that have, that have happened through my day, because there have been few, like I've heard of people that are, are not doing well and they're sick in the hospital, right? Like I could have either been like, that's going to ruin my day. I would look for the positives, right? And, and I send them positive energy and I know that they're going to be better. But I've got to keep my mind in check so that I can serve other people, so that I can be the more that I want to be for other people. Because that's what I encourage people. And I think it's you doing the same thing is you're encouraging people to be more, to see more, to give more of their potential. But it's it's bringing it out through through our mindset and then from that into into our interaction. And just be grateful that that you can do that from your side. And I know that you are. And then it's those who are listening, be grateful that you you do have a good cup of coffee. As weird as that sounds, it's something that, that just can slightly, that small change, that small seed that can grow into something. And just practice the small things that you're grateful for. I got out of bed this morning. I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for this conversation also. And I appreciate you setting the reminder because it really is so true, my man. Once you live in that state of gratitude, you really buy in. There's yeah. nothing that can really like disturb your positive aura or energy yeah. because yeah. you're too grateful. Yeah, yeah. And like, I and I, life won't hit you as hard. Life's going to hit you, but it's not going to hit you as hard if you practice gratitude. And it's for me, it's kind of as simple as that, right? Like life's going to hit you, but you'll be like, you know what? I still have a mother that I can hope. And for some people, they don't, and I get that, but I do, right? I'm grateful for that. Or I have my dogs that I can play with and go play fetch with and, and just experience that. I have nature I can go out into. I can breathe fresh air. There's so many things that we can be grateful for. I can walk, I can see. Grand used to remind me of a song, Count Your Blessings, name them one by one. And it's, uh, it's, it's an old like song, right? And you will see all the good things that God has done. And I think so often we, we forget to count our blessings and we, we have so many. And I think it's something that we Both need to, time. yeah. And it's something that we need to look at, especially during these times. And again, I don't want to take away from what people are going through. Like I acknowledge that things can be hard, but just count two or three blessings and you'll see a whole mind your whole life can change and that's part of neuroplasticity we can reprogram our whole mind our neurology right. just through gratitude so man i love that thank you for sharing that touch upon it. it'll elevate uh -huh. your state for the rest of the exactly. day 100%. as you said like life's going to hit all of us but a little less tough when you have mm -hmm. that shield of gratitude going yep so yep. 100 amen I brother love i love that you said that as well uh, seriously, I just want to thank you for for um, for, for coming out and, and just chatting with me and, and being part of what's my first interview. So that's also really cool. <laughs> like, things are happening here, man. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful for you. I'm, I'm grateful for the work that you do. Keep it up. I know you're going to be going on to bigger and better things. I will be watching. Please check out the CLS experience. Anybody who's listening who hasn't heard of Craig Seagull, 
mark this moment down because you're going to be grateful that you you interact with this guy and you heard his voice at this point because you're going to be looking at all this other stuff he's going to provide a tremendous amount of value to you yeah and just just hear the nuggets of wisdom that he has he's probably one of the most energetic people i've ever inter- interacted with every time i speak to him he's like whoa and i'm like whoa gotta make sure that i don't plug in those headphones too deep but he's got that energy and it's and it's something that captivates you and it gets you in that moment and um it's contagious as well yeah. let me just say thank you so much for having me it's an honor and a privilege your family working thank with you, you has been such a thrill because you're so coachable in the best way possible like you have no ego. You're open to hear suggestions mm-hmm. on how to work on your craft and revamp your mindset. And that's why you're succeeding. That's why you're rebranding your podcast. I think it's about to explode. I have no doubt. I know you're going to make awesome. a major dent in this universe with what you're going to do. And I'm just so excited for you. And you will be family until the last breath. Perfect. So I-, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And your best is just getting warmed up. Your best is yet to come. And I'm excited man. to watch you fly and all the things that you're gonna do. Humbled, man. Thank you. That um, yeah, that's that's really humbling. I appreciate that, Craig. Uh, especially coming from you. It's uh, I'm excited to see where, where God's gonna take me. Like genuinely, I am. Yeah.